Welcome to the Present Fathers Podcast. This is the show that focuses on climbing the mountain of fatherhood together. Our mission is to help fathers be present by sharing valuable ideas and concepts that will equip men to be the best father possible. Being a good father is hard work, but it is so vitally important. We believe that dads matter, and that's why this podcast is for you. So gear up, dads, and get ready. It's time to start climbing. What up? It is time. Yes, sir. It's time for episode number five. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to our second live podcast ever. Uh, super excited to be here. And uh, Justin, this is your first time in the shoot as the oh. host of the evening. So why don't you talk us through? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the slow <laughs> train wreck. <laughs> real quick, real quick, high level, what we're going to be covering tonight, and then we'll go around the room and uh, kind of just catch up, see how everyone's doing, and then dive into the content. So uh, if you are a first-time viewer, um, thank you. And uh, last time we had several first-time viewers. It was awesome. And I uh, just appreciate all the support to everyone, or from everyone. And uh, we're really excited to be here. So Justin, take it away. To tell us uh, what we're doing. All right, so we are going over one of my favorite speakers. Uh, he has a book called uh, Start With Why. His name is Simon Sinek. I'm sure most people that don't live under a rock have heard it. Um, but he pretty much linked biology to the way we think, the way we communicate, and how we perceive things. And it can be used in uh, success in life or in your career or as a father. So we have tried to link it as best we can. Uh, like I said, it's probably like watching a slow train wreck with me, but I'm going to do my damn best. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, no, all joking aside, it's, uh, it's actually a really, really good book. Um, it's something that's kind of pushed me a little further in my careers um, in the past. So I think, I think it's definitely something that we're going to enjoy talking about. Awesome. All righty. Well, uh, you heard it here first, uh, Trainwreck Inc. Um, no, just kidding. So, uh, yeah, Justin, I guess since you've already got it, why don't you just tell us how your your last couple weeks have been, and uh, we'll just go around the, the room. Uh, man, it's uh, it's been good. Um, traveling for work, went to Chicago. Um, I absolutely love my job. Uh, the company's corporate office is like walking into Silicon Valley. It's it's pretty incredible, man. Uh, the people are super impressive that I met, and it just made me feel really good that our culture is is exactly where I want to be. So, uh, works awesome. Um, safe flights, everything was good. So, uh, go back actually in about a month. So, I've got a lot of traveling coming up. Um, probably going to be doing about ten or fifteen flights in the next two to three months. But, anyways, uh, home life's good. Um, wife's happy. Everything's good there. Only downside is is my son had RSV. Um, that was not fun. It was while I was in Chicago. Uh, we have an outlet. If you don't have one, I highly, highly suggest one. We're going to go over that in a podcast in the near future, talking about things that fathers should have and the first six months of life with a kid. That's definitely something we are planning. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but the outlet nonetheless shows your O2 for your baby, uh, mobily. And so I had that and his heart rate, but 
uh, if you don't know about medicine, um, children can actually drop below what most adults shouldn't, which is 95% oxygen. Um, we are, we were told by our pediatrician, if he goes to 89, go to the ER. And thankfully, um, he's a family friend and Bennett went to 90 about three or four times, which is pretty terrifying when you're, you know, good nine hours away on a, on a car ride or a three and a half hour, four hour flight. So, um, not so much fun there, but it was great that the outlet was there to kind of give me a little peace of mind. So, like I said, future fathers or fathers now get it. It's, it's so worth the money. I promise that peace of mind is priceless, but, uh, he got over that long story short, everything's good there, but he did get a double ear infection and he's been on antibiotics for 10 days. Unfortunately, it went from one ear to the other and we thought he was out of the woods. And this morning he was just losing it and kind of lethargic at our babysitter. So we had to go pick him up, but, uh, yeah, things are getting better. He's he was happy when we got home and he ate his bottle. So just going one day at a time, man. That's yeah, the, little the man. First can't year catch of life, break. man. Oh <laughs> man, it's it's the first year of life. That's any infant, man. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna build that immunity. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dustin, put the cookie down. <laughs> now that you just stuffed your face, how is how have you been? Man, I'm great now. That was delicious. That was a good bite. Yeah, George, I just wanted to say, killed it on the intro. Thank you. Yeah. Shout yeah. out, my friend. That was awesome. Messing around really with some that. of my my little Round software. And, yeah. 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 If any of you guys were curious, that was George speaking. He did a little uh, transition to his voice, and it sounds awesome. So <laughs> very cool. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we're good. I'm having a lot of fun with my son. Um, got uh, got some good um, conversations in with my wife that needed to happen the past couple of weeks. That was hard, but it was important. So I was glad to kind of be over the hump with that. We were both kind of complaining to each other about, you know, this mm-hmm. and that to each other. And um, I think we were able to resolve that and uh, we're in a much better place. So that was uh, super, super important. You got to have those conversations. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I tend to avoid conflict and uh, that's not good. You know, sometimes you just got to say it. <laughs> yep. And uh, so anyway, much, much better now. Good deal. Deal. Brandon. Uh, I've had a really good and a bad week. Uh, it's been a great week in the fact that, um, my son just turned eight and, uh, we had a lot of good, um, one-on-one time together because unfortunately my daughter and my wife both came down with COVID. Um, but both are great. They're on the men's. Um, in fact, my daughter just tested negative. So just, uh, hoping and praying that, you know, Ben and I stay healthy and by the grace of God we have so far. So, uh, no complaints there. Very thankful. Um, Work week's been very productive. Uh, love the job. And uh, yeah, just excited to be here. So Awesome. Well, not awesome that they got the coup. Right, but yeah, you know, yeah. glad that ever it's not serious and that everyone's doing better and um, yeah, praying for quick quick recoveries and that uh, that thing I mean, I got it not too long ago and I was the only one in my family who got it and no one else yeah. got it. So uh, hopefully hopefully that's the case there for you guys. But sure. I think it's all just uh, we're all gonna get it one day. If you haven't yeah. gotten it yet, so yeah, for sure. I mean, um, yeah, I guess it's my turn. Uh, I've been pretty good. Uh, I've been home. Well, I, I can't remember when we had uh, the days are all bleeding together. It's been a, a really busy year, so honestly, I can't really remember what month we're in half the time now. But uh, I think I've been home uh, the last couple of weeks, which is nice because I've been traveling so much this year. So it's just good to not have to. <laughs> uproot your life you know every week um i know a lot of people like that uh i like to break it up maybe maybe twice a month is is kind of the ideal for me not not every week um so yeah it's been good work work is going really well and 
Family's good. We've got a bunch of trips lined up, uh, some like you know family vacation type stuff. So that's awesome, and we're excited for those. And uh, um, <laughs> we keep telling Dustin to put the cookie down. Um, but yeah, I, I just you know overall no no complaints. <laughs> It's gonna be a recurring theme here. Put the Sorry, cookie down. Uh, Dustin's a fat kid in a like really muscular man's body. Yeah. He's about I mean, aren't a we all? 500 pound chubby kid who just stuffs his face constantly. I mean, honestly, I am too. I eat. I eat. I, the fact that I'm small is is strange because I probably eat as much as Dustin. But yeah, yeah. I think we all. Like a, I think we like all can agree. I think we all can agree that you know we all have uh, sweets and stuff that we want to oh, have, yeah. but. For sure. Moderation is key, I guess. Um, For sure. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. I don't really have a whole lot to report. Uh, honestly, quiet is is a welcome change because this this year has been so wild with you know Whitney with school and work, and then me traveling like nonstop, and the kid going to school. It gets it's pretty wild pretty quick. So I'm glad we just got one because I don't know how people juggle all this with like four plus kids. And yeah, I don't get yeah. it either. Whew, man, I, props to you. I, my my hats. Yeah, salute to you, but uh, yeah, I'm glad I just got the one to juggle with all that. So, uh, and it's been nice. I got to grow the beard. I uh, drill was the last drill I had was August, the first weekend of August, and I don't have another one till the middle of September. So, it's been nice to have a beard again for for a while. So there you go. That's it. That's for me. That's that's a the highlight. <laughs> that might be sad, but <laughs> no, that's cool, man. You gotta appreciate the little things. Yeah. So. righty. Well. Uh, I think we wasted about 10 minutes blabbing. So, Justin, why don't we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode and uh, let's get to it. Start with why. All right. So starting with why um, we start off looking at what you have on the screen, which is the why is in the center. The how is in the middle and the what is on the outside. Uh, so a lot of people, they start from the outside moving in. And that's about what 90% of businesses do. And this is kind of what the model is set up for primarily is for businesses and the success of, of major companies. Um, that being said, the ones who start with their why and know their why are the apples of the world and, you know, the Wright brothers and different people who may not have the most advantageous um, positions, but used a following and made others believe in what they believed in to move forward in a way that others can't. So um, to kind of explain a little bit about that without getting too wordy, biology tells us that there are three major components of the brain. So the why and how is the limbic brain and more so the how is actually the neocortex. Um, So the why is more the limbic brain, which if we talk about the limbic brain, it's what controls our feelings, our emotions, And if we're all being honest, when you feel something or you have an emotion about something, it moves you. Whereas something that does not, doesn't really do much other than give you information or communicate to you what or how that thing is. Um, So that being said, uh, the limbic brain, like I said, is responsible for the feelings and emotion, but it's also also responsible for trust and loyalty. So you're probably asking, how do we convert this into fatherhood? Well, you want to win the hearts and win the minds. And the only way to do that of your children is to gain their trust and loyalty. And you want to give them something 
that gives them a purpose and something that they believe in. If they truly believe what you believe, then you don't have to sell them on anything. You don't have to push them to be something. They're going to want to be that for themselves. Um, so reverse the order of the golden circle is what we're saying. We start with the why always, um, with fathers, this applies because, uh, if you believe this, here's why I want you to do something this way. I can show you how to do this process and you'll end up getting the result or giving you the what as a result, if that makes sense. So it's, it's pretty technical, but the more you hear about this and the more you actually go through this process of why, it's kind of like learning by repetition. You start to understand what your why is. You start to understand what the, the whys of the great companies or you know people who have passion like Martin Luther King. People didn't follow Martin Luther King. They followed his movement and his dream. They wanted to follow Martin Luther because he believed in something they believed in. He just was the, the megaphone that put it out there. And I can tell you right now, a quarter million people back in that day without social media did not show up for him. They showed up for what his movement stood for. And so that's a great example of a why. And when I mentioned the Wright brothers earlier, there was somebody else. Uh, I can't remember the name off his off the top of my head, but uh, he was well placed to be the first person in the air with an airplane and Flight was something that he had many, many people's help on, but he did not create loyalty. He did not create it as a passion. The Wright brothers got their community involved. They had others believing in what they believed in. And so they achieved it. They didn't give up on it. And that's pretty amazing that something as small as just knowing one little thing about your life can really change not only yourself, your family, and your life, the lives of other or even the world so uh with that being said trying not to go on too long and ramble i'm sorry if i put somebody all to sleep um <laughs> i want to ask what do you guys think is your why i'll start that one off that's okay yeah, yeah. sure go ahead yeah cool so i'm a big believer that i'm just one man i don't I genuinely don't believe that I can change 7 billion people, but I know that I can change a few thousand people in my little microcosm or my little part of the world. And I'm okay with that. I don't need to know that, you know, people in China or Bangladesh are affected by me. Um, but I do need to know that my little part of Florida that I live in, I leave it a little bit better than I came to it. Um, so that's always my why um, as a, uh, just as a person, as a citizen, um, is I want to make sure I leave the world, you know, a little bit better than I came into it. Um, mm -hmm. And as far as my family and as a father, you know, same kind of thing. Um, I look at every day as an opportunity to uh, do a little bit better for my son, um, you know, than was done for me. And, uh, you know, if I know that I can improve just a little bit every day, that's my why. And that feels amazing when I look back and I go, you know what, I did a little bit better. And uh, that, that really gets me fired up and gets me going. Yeah, awesome. Gee, George. All right. Um, kind of. It, Dustin took a good one. Kind of took it away. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Snatched <laughs> away from me. Um, my why? I, I've always wanted to do something that mattered. I guess would be the way to put it. Like I've always just had a. I've been a very driven individual my whole life. Um, and you know, obviously, I'm sure a lot of that is like how I was raised and things like that. But, you know, I always knew that uh, whatever I did for a profession or a career, I just wanted to do something that 
in some way made a difference. So a, a little bit along the lines with what Dustin was saying, um, you know, I wanted to have purpose. So, <clears throat> you know, I didn't like set out to, I, if, I'm going to throw the circle back up because uh, if I can just kind of go on a quick tangent just to help contextualize all this. So like there's a video of Simon Sinek talking about this and he draws this on a whiteboard. It's like a TED talk or something. And so most people and or companies or organizations, they start on the outside circle with what? Like, well, what are we going to make? What are we going to sell to the world, you know? Um, and then they work, like, from the outside in. And so by the time you've, like, made a product and you've done all these things, then you're like, oh, wait, I guess we need to have, like, a reason why. So he that's that's the whole point of his argument is to, to flip it on its head. And, you know, whether you're an individual or a father or a company or whatever is, you know, Start start on the line, then work your work out from there. So, you know, for me, it was I want to do something that matters. Well, how am I going to do that? So then I selected a career path that I felt made a difference in the way that I wanted to contribute, and then ultimately that was my what, right? My my job. So for me, I think that's always kind of been the the driving force behind my life. And then when it comes to you know having a family and and being a dad, um, very similar motivation. Uh, you know, I wanted to. Um, you know, be, be the best. Well, I always knew that I wanted to be a dad one day. Like it it was never really a question for me. Um, so I guess, I don't know if that's just a desire or a dream, but that was, that was always it for me. And then, um, you know, just through, you know, broken families and things like that and coming from a broken home, I wanted to, um, break the cycle. So that, you know, that was, that was a big, uh, why for me was to, you know, you guys have talked about your dad, how, uh, despite his upbringing, he was able to kind of give you guys an outstanding life and, and be a great example for you. So, you know, for me, that was, especially as a younger man, was, um, you know, my why. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I would have to say that you actually you touched on what I was actually going to touch on. My father, um, he uh, he kind of created my wife for me. And I, I never really knew um, until I started listening to Simon why I was getting results I was getting until I realized that I, I've always kind of known my why. And that's because my dad was my, my compass, uh, to get me to my why he gave me a good starting point, so to speak, because, um, Simon goes really deep into curvatures and how companies work. And, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. past a certain curve, you can't get back into it. It's, or if you do, it's very, very hard and rare. We're not going to go into that, but my dad set me up in a place that was perfect. And so he gave me a great foundation. Uh, he had me believe what he believed. And honestly, I'm in pretty much the same exact job my dad has, except for I do medical sales. And um, medical sales is something I'm passionate about. Dustin actually kind of helped me get into that. Um, we had some friends that were pushing me towards that because I used to be in the auto industry and I was freaking miserable. The hours sucked. Um, but yeah, I, I finally got in medical sales. I've always had a medical brain. I, I like anatomy. I love all that stuff. And it's something I'm very, very passionate about. Um, I'm also very passionate about helping people. So, um, which is actually one of the reasons we all do this. We love this because mm-hmm. we want to help dads. We want to help you guys as best we can. And if we can't help you in more than more than one way, then whatever, so be it. But that being said, I do what I do every day because I get to help people. And I sell to physicians, their offices, and to their managers and people that run the business that I can save them not only money, but time. I can make their lives easier and improve their patient's outcome uh, through better products, through time spent that they have with the clients or the patients, um, just because Dustin can vouch for this. 
our industry is crazy busy, obviously, since the, the pandemic, it's gotten even worse. Uh, doctors, nurses, everybody's overworked. So if you can save a, a doctor or nurse time so that they could spend more of that with their patients, that means a heck of a lot more than saving $10 on a product every day. So uh, that's my passion. As a father, I've always wanted to be a father too. Uh, like George said, um, I've always had it in my DNA. I, I love kids and I, I love them even more now uh, that I've got my own. But uh, I think my why every morning is definitely him. Um, he's what motivates me and, and gets me up. And, and I think about him more so than I used to think about myself. And I believe in him more than I do myself now. So I think as a father, that's pr- definitely my why. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think um, your past experiences, your whether it's traumas, um, happiness, any kind of core memory, I think all of those for, form and shape and mold um, what our why becomes as we as we grow older, because we get more um, information and we we experience things and it kind of changes our biases and our our dissonance. And so for me personally, my why is always kind of adapted. But um the main thing that's always stayed ingrained for me was um, just to create value for others because um, I'm a, a follower and a believer of Christ and, and he is the why for me. Like I wake up, I think about, you know, the Bible and I, I read it and man, there's just such a good structure there. And for me personally, my why is I have to love others as I love myself. And, and you really, really got to do um a deep dive into yourself if you're going to do that, you know? And so for me, I want to create value. I want to love others. Um, even if it means sacrificing and, uh, you know, just try to glorify him as much as I possibly can. Um, so Lord knows if I had read Proverbs before my teenage years, I would have, uh, had a lot less heartache. So, um, for me personally, it's just, uh, you know, following him and, and that includes uh, taking care of my family, uh, loving my children, raising them right, um, raising them to be good people, to be uh, contributors of society in a positive way. Um, and yeah, I just I want to try to help um, others and myself impact people. Um, and as far as the podcast is concerned, I think I speak for all of us, but uh, we have a big why for this podcast. And that's um, we, we feel like fathers benefit from time together with other men. Um, and you know, if you look back at, um, like if you, you could ask someone from the 1990s, um, to name all of his or her close friends, and they could probably provide you with only like three names. Right. And, you know, today, almost 50% of report, people report one good friend, you know, uh, another third of them, uh, can only mention two, but you know, we're blessed enough to be able to mention all three of us, you know? Um, and so as a result, many fathers today are struggling to make sense of their complicated fatherhood in this crazy culture that we live in. And so I think for us, we want fathers to learn and to grow, to adapt and to improve daily, even if it's just like the smallest step. And uh, I think our podcast and our community that we want to build would help fathers to achieve this together. Cause you know, just like soldiers, we want no father to be left behind. And I feel like together we can help raise each other up and we can live better lives and lift each other to greatness. Yeah. And that's, that's our why as a podcast. So uh, I think that's yeah. personally, that's, that's what I feel. Absolutely. Well, and, and so like to tie it back to the book, um, you know, we kind of did this without really not, you know, thinking about it, we just ended up doing it, but um, we kind of followed this 
process that Simon Sinek lays out because we, you know, we were just talking through text messages and stuff. You know, we we're just always staying in touch and just. Yeah, it was you supposed know. to be a fantasy football, right? And then we audible to the last second, maybe about fatherhood. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more structured than that, but you know, we were. Yeah, I mean, we were all just kind of all four of us had were just vo- vocalizing how, like, hey, man, you know, like we we need to do something about this, and, and we're like, well, you know, I forget who specifically. Someone said, well, we should do you know a show or something. And at first, we were kind of like, ah, oh, well, should we? And but we believed in it, you know, and we still mm-hmm. do, and. uh I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows where this will go? But we didn't. We didn't start with like, oh, well, we want a podcast because I want to say that I have a podcast. It was we feel very, you know, very yeah. Take you know, I don't want clout. Uh, we want. We felt very strongly about the purpose, and so yeah. So ironically, or maybe not ironically, um, we followed you know this circle. Bring it back up. We followed that for this podcast without really like talking about it, and so now that we're doing this book, it's kind of like, hey, we did that, so it works. Yeah, no, it <laughs> but, does. I think the, the, the thing that you like talked about early on too, Justin, was, you know, you inspire conviction, right? Like Martin Luther King Jr., right? He wasn't, it wasn't because of who he necessarily was as a person. It's because he was, he believed so strongly in what he was saying that he was not going to back down from it. And so that inspired, you know, the movement behind him because it was true and genuine. And so whatever you're going to set out and do in life, if your why is true and genuine, um, you know, it, it's worth doing and it's, it's worth figuring out that how and getting to your what. So right. yeah, I'll, I'll get off my, my high horse now. No, but I, no, it's no, just, no. I loved how, how this, you know, it just tied in so well with what we did. It's, and you just tied something else in. So that, it's, it's all interwoven. And that's what's so beautiful about this golden circle that he's created. It literally is in any, every, every aspect of life. Like it's crazy. So you just said authenticity. Um, and I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in sales, and I can tell you, when a salesman believes in what they're selling, it creates authenticity. Authenticity breeds passion, okay? And passion is also what builds loyalty and trust. So those are the biggest things. And I can tell you right now, you are not going to buy from somebody that you don't trust, and you're not going to stay loyal to somebody if you don't trust them. That's for sure. So that works as a father, if I teach my son something and I truly believe in it and I'm passionate about it, I'll say, okay, look, dad's really serious about this. I should probably, you know, think about this. Oh, this is actually really cool. Awesome. Let me follow along with this. And I, I trust in dad. I, I'm going to do this. Whereas I don't follow my own examples. I do ridiculous stuff or, or a break my why, or I lose track of my why. He's not going to think, oh, well, dad's not going to do it. Why should I do it? You know, so you're, you have to breed loyalty, you have to breed trust, but you have to, you also have to be authentic about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. That's a very, old, very uh, thing. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Right. It's exactly. the exact opposite of what you should well, do. And Simon says right in the, the beginning of the book, and this is what I love to see, grabs your attention right off the bat. He says, in order, in order to lead uh, others, you must inspire them. And so uh, when you look at the inspiration that he talks about and you just look up inspiration in general, one of the things that you have to do is you have to practice gratitude and you have to demonstrate enthusiasm and vision. So like for me personally with my children, I want them to, to have enthusiasm and vision from me about their future, regardless of what they choose to do. It's like I want them to see how passionate I am about them doing something big, whatever it is, dream wise. But I show them a vision for them um, and 
and enthusiasm. And I always uh, try to practice gratitude with them as well when they're trying hard, you know, their, their good behavior, that positive reinforcement, because it's not just the, the discipline and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Inspiration is such a, a pivotal role for me uh, as a tool for my, my parents. Sorry, I'm giving Dustin crap again because he came back on eating. <laughs> Uh, you would <laughs> never break. do that, huh? Give him a break. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go back to to go back to something that uh, George was about to post. Um, so we we were talking about values. Your how. So when you know your why, your how are the values and principles that guide you to bring your cause and your why to life. So once you have your why, the how is what gets you there. If that makes sense, because the guys who are visionaries are the why the guys who are how types are the ones that get things done. They know how to get you there. They're the conductors of the train, whereas, you know, Elon Musk is the one who created the train. So that's a great example. SpaceX. Elon Musk had a vision. He had just this amazing why that a lot of people can think of, and that was commercializing and reusing rockets. And he needed, which he's a brilliant guy, obviously, he's the Tony Stark of our time, but uh, or real life Tony Stark, excuse me. Um, he conceptualized Wait, Iron Man isn't real, <laughs> he conceptualized SpaceX, but he needed engineers and, and how guys to execute these things for him. Without that, SpaceX wouldn't exist. I can guarantee that. You, the, the how is how you get there, uh, if that makes sense. So um to move on to the next thing uh what is kind of your um i mean i guess it is it is it's your what it's it's how you communicate things and and what you're communicating and information and the reason that what and why don't go well together and they're separated by how is because your what is a, is processed by a different part of the brain that cannot connect to the emotion and feeling so your limbic part of your brain does not have the communication side. It is completely different. So your brain doesn't understand. It only feels things. So if you're feeling something, it's much stronger than, oh, okay, here, let me tell you about this product. Okay, well, why do I care about this product? If you don't have a why, no one's going to give a crap what your product is. Yep. And it's the same thing for your kids. If you tell your kid a principle or a value, hey, this is what I want you to do. Here's why I want you to do it. Yep. If you don't tell them the why, they're going to be like, okay, well, why should I do it? They're going to start asking why, and it's not going to be the answer you want yeah. it to be. You know what I mean? You're just so, a tyrant at that point if you don't give yeah, them the why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And tyrants, yeah. tyrants don't influence, they manipulate. Right. And, right. and another, another piece of advice that Simon gives in one of his video clips is uh, you don't tell a kid, don't do this. You tell them, hey, go do this. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's so much better to the kid's mind because – you know, you're not you're not telling them what um, necessarily in a negative connotation. But I think a great example of a company that did the what first um, was Creative Technologies. I mean, when you look at iTunes and and the iPod um, when it first came out, and Apple was trying to um, to release it, one of the things that they a lot of people don't realize was Creative Technologies had that technology out 22 months before Apple, and they had like they told everybody the what from the get-go. So it was like, uh, we have a five gigabyte uh, MP3 music device and, uh, you know, it's for sale. It's, you know, it's 
that's all they said. They just the good old details. days, right? But <laughs> Apple came five up megabytes, <laughs> right? And then Apple came up and hit them with the why from the get go. They said it's a thousand songs in your pocket, and that's all they had to do. They had people right then. They hooked them right then, and then the what became important later on. But at that point, they already had such a, a loyal fan base and following that it didn't matter. Yeah, so, they made you feel it. They showed right. you a, a video of your favorite actor running the music. And they didn't right. tell you about it. They were like, do you want to be this person? And people were like, heck yeah, I want to be that person. So they jumped on board. Whereas if you'd have been like, hey, Brad Pitt listens to this. <laughs> they'd have been like, uh, what? Excuse me? <laughs> you know, so yeah. like, I don't care about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like it goes into another point he made about um, a date. He was talking about this guy is he's rich, he's wealthy, he's good looking. And he goes into the date and uh, he tells this girl, he's like, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm rich. I'm, I'm, I'm wealthy. I'm, I'm good looking. And I think I'm a pretty good catch. And yeah, I, I enjoy life. Uh, I like to go and do things and, and buy things for people. And yeah, it's, uh, it's cool because, you know, I, I did that. I did that. And it was about me, me, me. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that guy's going to get another date? No. no, but if a guy goes in and he goes, yeah, I started a company and uh, something I was really passionate about and I got to help people and I ended up making a really good uh, living and I get to meet famous people and it kind of made me famous. I didn't really want it to. I don't really care if it did, but uh, it worked out. And uh, I guess people think I'm pretty good looking, um, but, you know, I leave that up to others to judge. But uh, this is why I believe, you know, that my company did so well and um, I made a good living off of it and I'm happy. You know, it makes me happy every day. Now, is that a guy you want to go on a date with versus the other? Sure. Well, not as a well, guy. I don't date know. guys, but okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just saying like on a date as a female. <laughs> yes. No, the, so, yeah, the contrast is. You get my point. Yeah. It's completely different. And it's because that guy knew his why, whereas the other guy just wanted to spew what he had. And he did it in an idiotic way. And it's selfish. And that's usually. Well, it's almost what, like insecurity too. You know? Yeah. It, it's right. like it's like a mask that you're putting onto the world. Because, I mean, honestly, if you don't really have a real purpose, all it is is essentially a giant shell, right? It's a house of cards. So, oh, yeah. I mean, that conviction is is the, you know, kind of the foundation behind if it's genuine or not, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of whatever else you've built in life. So, yeah. I mean, tying it back to being a parent, how, how important then is it that you're serious about your responsibility as a father to, um, you know, have healthy boundaries with your children and to do discipline and things like that, even though they may not like it, you know, there's, if, if you believe in it because it's, the, you, you believe it to be the best thing for your children, then, um, you know, eventually they'll come to understand and, uh, respect it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, a good reason to have good vision for your children, because mm-hmm. like there's an example in chapter two or three, where they're talking about um, the the U.S.-based automakers were having to hammer the doors to make sure they fit in perfectly into their their cars when they're installing oh, yeah. them. This and cool. then they go overseas, and the Japanese car makers were not doing that, and they were just throwing the doors on and they're sending it back down the line. And the guys were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! Why are you guys not doing that?" And the guys just kind of half-heartedly grinned and said, "Well, because we designed them to fit perfectly from the get-go." And so the way I translate that for fatherhood is if I have a vision for my children and I have expectations that they, they understand and they, they agree with and they see how passionate I am about it, they're going to, to pick up on it. And I'm also going to engineer 
everything beforehand, like kind of help them out, give them a roadmap, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so I think that's such an important role as a father is to, to give them that roadmap. Absolutely. Um, so actually one of the things uh, I wanted to talk about is Simon talks about um, if, and he says clients, but I'm going to say this as a father. If you inspire your children, you inspire their loyalty. We've talked about that. And he said that great orators create uh, certain factors, that it factor, and make a difference in the world and inspire others. So he said that they inspire others. That's astronomically just big on the pages to me. That just stood out because it's like a lot of people don't realize that being inspired about something is pretty much what life's about, man. I mean, if you don't have something inspiring you daily and like making you focus and refocus and centering yourself daily, you're going to struggle, especially with your why. And like we've said, the why is the most important thing in your life. You just may not realize it. Um, But once you do, you start focusing on those things. And if you can stay and remain focused, you're going to continue to have growth and see things. So that being said, I wanted to ask all you guys, uh, who was a big inspiration for you professionally? And then who also was a big inspiration to you in life that made you a better father or was an inspiration as a father? Mm. And not in your families, not your dad, not Jesus, people that you've met or that were mentors or something like that. I know that's a tough one. I can answer it first if you guys want me to. Oh, I, I can absolutely answer it if you want. Um, Go ahead. So there's been a couple of people, but um, I had a, a sweet coworker, Patrice, who's just such a good mentor because not only did she biblically mentor me, but um, she always had such empathy, practiced empathy for me, like truly cared about everything going on in my life. Um, when I wasn't, um, you know, maybe one or two days I'd be sad or I'd be upset and I wouldn't wouldn't be as focused as I should be on my job. She would always take the time to sit down and talk to me and to figure out what was going on instead of just, you know, getting ill at me or threatening my job or making me watch over my own shoulder, so to speak, in my career. She sat down and invested in me. And I think that investment uh, quality that she, she exhibited was, was what really just kind of inspired me because I want to translate that to my children as well. I want to be able to sit down with them no matter how frustrated I am and say, all right, let's talk about what's going on, you know, and just, and just exhibit that same kind of empathy. Um, so that would be the person professionally, um, outside of family and profession, I would say, um, Ernest Shackleton, uh, is probably one of the most amazing leaders to ever walk this earth. I don't know if you guys have read the book endurance, um, but he is the, the, the actual captain in the, the 1917 area um, where he, exi- he did an expedition to Antarctica with, with a handful of men and ended up stranded there. And I mean, his, there's a lot more to it, but it's an incredible journey. Yeah, yeah, incredible journey. And the man exhibits all at, uh, facets of, of leadership and um, just a super inspirational guy. Um, Secondarily, Martin Luther King, for sure. But yeah, those would be definitely mine. Not bad. George, Dustin, who you want to go? Who wants to go? Go ahead, Dustin. Um, as a uh, father, um, I got to give it to uh, Gene Tiener. He's a family friend, uh, works for Lockheed Martin, um, unbelievable engineer. 
Uh, he's been with his wife uh, for probably 50 years now. Um, and he taught me a lot about what it is to be a great father, to be a great husband. Um, and I really appreciated having him in my life uh, when I was a, a younger, uh, a younger kid. Um, just a really important person in my life. Um, as far as professionally, uh, gotta be Dr. Jim Beatty. Um, when I was a, a personal trainer, um, I trained him and, uh, unbelievable level of fitness, you know, really, really impressive. Um, uh, was not afraid of hard work. You know, he'd come in and, uh, you know, after a 12, 15 hour shift of, you know, just brutal anesthesia, um, come in, still get his workout in and, um, you know, always had a smile on his face and was just a joy to be around. So really inspired me to, uh, get into that field and was always encouraging me and said, you got to do this. It's really cool. And so he's a big part of the reason I got into it. Awesome. Jordan, you go? Uh, sure. All right. So, uh, professionally mine would be my old boss, man. He, uh, he was a leader. Uh, he knew his why he knew my why and, he helped me see it. Um, he actually gave me this book at one point. Uh, he gave me my break in the medical sales industry, got me into Smith and nephew. And, uh, he was like a, a brother and a father to me. So he, uh, he was a heck of a mentor, always had my back, called me weekly, if not daily. Um, when I was going through the divorce and some harder times, he was checking in on me and, um, and keeping me on track, keeping me focused, you know, just being a, a hell of a guy. Uh, so, Sammy, Mr. Moose, as we call him, uh, the Moose is, man, I can't give that man enough praise. Um, I hope he sees this actually, but, uh, as far as inspirations outside of that, I would have to say my closest friends, my wolf pack, and you guys obviously are in that, um, you guys inspire me as fathers and getting to watch you guys be a father before me, uh, was definitely something that kind of showed me the ropes. You gave me a little hope. You gave me some optimism and you gave me some pointers, uh, and then you guys have always been there for me. So, um, I think that's inspiration is believing in each other as well. Um, I know that's not something Simon really talks about. He talks about companies believing in each other and, and in the, their mission statements and things like that. But I think believing in each other as friends and, and well, as family, technically, if you ask me what you guys are, um, I definitely think that's, that's mine. So awesome. Awesome, man. I like it. Um, boy, professionally uh kind of a long list honestly um yeah <laughs> it's hard to pick just yeah you're sure. in the military so you guys yeah got, you i mean so I, I i was very fortunate i had some really really good leaders uh and mentors in my military career uh honestly too many to name mm-hmm. um uh some of the guys i deployed with uh several of my commanders and then a lot of the a lot of the uh ncos that i worked with um you know, really just inspired me professionally to be better. And they challenged me to be better, um, you know, to just be the best version of myself in the military sense. Um, and then outside of the military in my civilian career, uh, probably the most inspirational person that I've worked with um, was, uh, his name is Dan Zankman, um, highly successful salesperson in the you know IT world and uh he actually volunteered his time to teach me and a couple other guys uh who had just started at the company um a a course the psychology of sales and he teaches it mm. like at universities um so he basically gave us like a, a graduate degree course in his free time um it, so really inspiring guy but um yeah, a lot of respect to him and, and, and thankful for that experience and that he would be willing to take that time, uh, Mm -hmm. in me. So, you know, I, I, I've tried to kind of actually emulate that a little bit and, you know, volunteer my time to, um, 
you know, help, help the new people join the company and get them, you know, at least up to speed and things like that and be helpful as much as I can. So, you know, trying to follow his example there, um, from a parenting perspective, fatherhood perspective, um, not within your family, uh, makes it kind of hard. It's a hard one. Uh, Sorry. I kind of set y'all up on that. Yeah, there's uh, there's been several people, uh, several men through, you know, like small groups through church and things like that, uh, who have been inspiring to me to, uh, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of write, write myself, uh, one, uh, one, his name is Mike. We, we knew them in Texas when we lived there. Um, and it was honestly at a point where, you know, me and Whitney were on the verge of not making it through and uh you know he challenged me to 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 stay in it and kind of like we talked about in the uh the pillars of manhood the staying power concept um yeah he he uh was a huge inspiration for me to kind of to keep it going and um you know i I was already a father but to 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 not forfeit that yeah yeah small groups man they're amazing if you don't have one and you go to church, absolutely look into a disciple or a small group. Uh, hey, they're amazing. That's, we could be that community, that small group, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we love hearing from other people, man. Um, so I was going to talk about uh, something that just kind of made me, George's story kind of told me, like, made me think of something. So something that's not in this book that Simon talks about, uh, if you ever get the opportunity to, there's a, a link George is going to throw up and I'll put it in the comments section. Um, it's to a video on leadership. It's, it's leadership explained by Simon Sinek and what goes through his mind. Um, and it's about five minutes, five minutes, 24 seconds, actually, to be exact. But um, it's pretty incredible stuff, man. Like the, the guy just gets it. And if, if you ever get to, there's another story he tells, and I think it's, it may be in this or maybe on another longer video. I haven't, uh, haven't got to look and, and go find it, but, uh, he talks about Navy SEALs and the trust they have for each other and the brotherhood they create. Um, and, and the loyalty that's bred because the, everybody in the SEALs is not there for themselves. And the only way, only way they ever succeed in becoming a SEAL is when they're there for each other. Um, and so there's some pretty incredible and, and inspirational stories that he talks about. He, he spends a lot of time with the military. So Simon's, Simon's a really cool guy. So that, that kind of made me think about what, you know, George has served our military, which thank you, George, obviously. But um, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see. I, I, and that's actually something I would like in the future for us to do is, is invite some, some military men on and talk to them about fatherhood and, you know, going overseas, serving the country, things like that, because uh, there's some pretty cool and, and inspirational stories that come from those guys. Um, so, yeah, anyways, that was uh, just something I wanted to add on what you were talking about, George. Um, that being said, let's see. Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about was communication. Um, you earn trust by communicating and then you de- you demonstrate that you share the same values and beliefs. Um, so. Again, you have to earn trust by communicating and demonstrating. You can't just do one or the other. You have to do both, that you share the same values and beliefs, and that's your how. Um, So this kind of goes a little deeper into how. That being said, um, with communication, I think one of the most profound things Simon says, and this kind of hit me because I'm guilty of this, um, 
communication isn't about speaking. It's about listening. I mean, if you stop and think about that for a second, like, I think we're all guilty. We listen to respond or we try to communicate through speaking instead of just stopping and listening. And as a father, yep. I think that is a skill that is. Whew, yeah. It's your, a, bo- it's your body language too, right? Like, I mean, um, you know, like in counseling, uh, you know, a lot of people give you that number, right? Well, and so you're basically saying I'm closed off to what you're saying to me, right? Like I'm not going to hear it. So uh, conversely, if you like lean in and you, yeah, I mean, it like dust. I mean, seriously, you're not, if you, if you lean in and show, Hey, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm, and then mirror it back to them. You know, you said this, yeah. this, and this, I understand why that would be, you know, whatever to you. Um, you know, how much more, who do you, who do you think is actually listening to you in those two scenarios? Right. So, yeah. right. but with your kids, right. They're so, and we talked about this with the, in the previous episode about how that their emotions are so strong. Like my daughter this week, we had another one of those days where it was just real emotional, real quick on, on yeah. like everything, you know, and um, you got to just get down to their level and, and it, your body language is so much of it. It's not the words you say necessarily. So um, it's huge, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you're the leader in your family and you, you have to c- communicate like you just said a lot of times by listening and that's something I struggle with. So. Um, absolutely it's hard man yeah because you have your own thoughts and your feel like your own feelings and you want to share those Mm -hmm. and that's that's how it is for me at least i know some people selfishly just want to talk over others but like i get excited like uh, when i talk to people yeah i I think you and i are a lot alike where we just get real fired up Uh, we do man we really dive into like whatever it is we're passionate about we like we're all in on it and that's it we just got to go 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 and talk and And i tend to ramble so i'm sorry first and foremost but i'm gonna stop now yeah, yeah. It's one just... of the one of the best things I've ever heard when it comes to this is you don't um, listen to respond. You you listen to hear, and that's that's just the two distinctive ways of doing it. You because everybody's just like they're just listening just so that they can go ahead and jump in and get their edge in, and it's like no, you you listen to actually hear what people are saying, and. You know, Simon even has a speech that kind of pertains to this where he talks about practicing listening um, and being the last person out of an entire group to respond. Um, you, and you even ask questions and you engage that person to fully understand and deeply dive into their thought process and figure out their why and their understanding and all that stuff. And then it gives you a chance to know all the information from them and the others in the room before you give your thoughts. And that just gives you the upper hand you know, to create inspiration, to, to, to lead, um, and to give a more, um, wholesome or a whole picture answer. So, yeah, it's, you know, the other thing, um, I think you touched on this, um, uh, teach your kid, your children to do things for them, not you. Um, I think that's, that's just huge. Like if you stop and think like teach your well, children, I was gonna say, can you expand on that a little bit? Like, yeah. So cause I think thing, a lot of people miss misinterpret that as like, Oh, well I want them to play baseball. Cause I like baseball. You're not talking about that. Right. Okay. You're talking no, no, more, no, no, more no. Like, so teach your thing, teach your children to do things for them, not for you. So when you're inspiring them, 
let's say it is baseball. Like I want my son to play baseball. I want to inspire him to love and be passionate about baseball, but I do not want him to do it for me. I want him to do it for himself. If he truly loves it and he believes what I believe, which is my why and his why, and they are in sync. And I know he loves it and he's passionate about it. I want him to do it for himself, not Mm. for me. Because if he does it for himself, he will get up every day by himself and do what he needs to do to get in the MLB. If he does it for me, he's going to, excuse my language, but he's going to bitch and moan every day. And you're going to have to drag him kicking and screaming to practices and do things like that. So it's, that's, that's kind of how I see it. I don't know if you guys may see it a different way, but. Intrinsic motivation is everything. Extrinsic motivation will work for a couple of weeks and then it wanes. You've got to have yeah. that intrinsic yeah. motivation coming from yeah. within yourself. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yep. Absolutely. And that's, again, that touches back on demonstrating enthusiasm and vision. You can tell your kids your vision for them, but it's up to them to lead their own lives and decide what that vision is, but at least you're, you're instilling that enthusiasm in them. You're instilling that belief that, Hey, I'm capable of doing great and mighty things, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's, that's, that's. And talk about a hard skill as a father is to recognize when your child is intrinsically motivated versus you just really wanting them to do something. Right. You know, I mean, it's very hard as a dad to see your kids, and go, okay, they seem to like this, but I love baseball. So obviously he loves baseball. Right. Maybe he doesn't, you know, yeah. it's really tough to say. Um, yeah. If you can skillfully guide them and see where their passion is and where their power is, that that's a superpower as a dad. And I don't think most of us have it. I think most of us just see ourselves and our kids and don't really know how to make them better. We just know how to, you know, maybe yeah. hopefully make them do what we did, which, you know, they're they're not us, you know, they're going to have different things they like. Um, That's tough. And just a tip. One of the ways I pinpoint that for my child is his excitement level when he's doing something like that excitement level can almost automatically tell me, you know, what, what he's doing and if he likes it or not. So excitement is definitely a kind of, at least at the younger age. Now when they're older and they're kind of quiet and, whatever they think they know everything. I guess that would be kind of a different story, but <laughs> yeah. It, another aspect of that balance that you're talking about too, Dustin is uh, like, even if it is something they're really passionate about or they have been passionate about for a long time. And then, you know, they're just, they're playing the whole like, you know, well, I just don't want to go to practice today routine type of thing. It's like, well, no, you made a commitment. You need to see it through right. so that there's, there's like layers to it, you know, but yeah, um, I think, that is such a, I I agree with you wholeheartedly that it's, you can't, you can't project your, you know, your wants necessarily on them because you're, you're just setting them up for failure anyway, because if it was never truly something that they had a a passion and we're, and you know, scale this with the age of your children, right? A a teenager is probably going to be able to have a little bit better idea, but like, I I love baseball. I want to pursue it. Right. Versus they're six. It's T-ball. Try it out. If they don't like it. Okay. Whatever new sport yeah. next season right like you know yeah. or yeah. whatever well, new activity whatever it could be you know weaving whatever who cares but no nah, you know, can't be weaving if it's but anything else is fine basket yeah. weaving you know okay. yeah mm-hmm. all right that, that's where we draw the line all right no we son of defend- mine will be a basket no weaver. son of mine will weave baskets <laughs> we just we just offended all the basket weavers in the world oh, yeah good job you're gonna get oh, canceled now we're Justin. Getting canceled, bro. Oh. you're officially canceled they're gonna hunt you down and all- you'll never be able to buy a basket like laundry <laughs> baskets you'll never get another one in your <laughs> just, life dude they're gone the just now, totally no, gone they're gonna shame him because i'm gonna give his address and they're just gonna send him all these horrible like throw 
throwaway baskets. And he's Kim's gonna be like, what? What is it? What, what is this guy oh, from? Man. Yeah. Uh, but no. So like, <laughs> that actually brings up another point. Like motivate, <laughs> motivation by belief inspires. So if you can get your child to believe in something, or you show that you believe in them. That's another layer of that. If you believe in them enough and say, look, I believe in you in baseball. I think you have a gift. You can inspire them. If, if, especially if they have your trust and they have your loyalty, you're their biggest figure in their life besides their mother, obviously. It's, it's just one of those things that like, if you, if you inspire them on that, they're always, always going to believe in it. And they're going to say, all right, well, you know what? My dad thinks I'm going to be a great baseball player. I don't want to let him down. And this is what I think. And I believe uh, I need to do it, you know? So, well, the most critical thing here is when, when it comes to life, we're just being a father with kids. You have to remember your kids inspiration and behavior is going to be purely driven by emotions, uh, which trumps reasoning or logic every single time in decision-making. So uh, I feel like one of the strong quotes that I kind of remembered was only when we know why we do things, will we feel a sense of belonging. And that's why it's, much more powerful way of getting us to decide to do something. So for me, uh, when I explain why we do certain things with my child um, and like, especially if it's something deep or personal, like I'll get on his level and I'll, I'll talk to him about it. This is why we act this way because it shows kindness and love and, um, you know, affection to other people or it's empathy or it's this or that, or this person might not have this, that kind of thing. And that when he sees that and gets that sense, he's, he feels like a sense of importance. And so like that emotion is then there kind of helping drive the decision-making process. So it's, it's super important for sure. Yeah. I was going to say to just to, to really drive the point home about how important it is that you as a father um, express the potential you see in your children, because, you know, to them, especially if they're younger, right? The world is this massive, scary place Brandon just talked about how emotions drive them, right? They're emotionally, everything is emotional, um, you know, boy or girl, because they're, they're kids. Um, if, you know, if you don't ever voice and, and say to them, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of you. I believe that you can, you know, Hey, you're really showing an interest in this. I believe you can be good at it. If you work hard and all like, if you never do that, then, you know, they're going to doubt themselves, um, you know, potentially for their entire life. And like, I mean, just look at how many, um, people that you may know in your own life who, you know, maybe never had parents that believed in them or, or really gave, uh, invested themselves in, you know, what, what they're, what they wanted to do. And they just kind of feel lost, like as an adult, right? They, they, they almost, yeah. they don't really seem like they're going anywhere, right? They're just a ship on the, on the water, just kind of whatever way the wind blows, you know? And, um, I think a lot, I think that's a huge, uh, symptom of, you know, uninvolved parenting so you know parents being involved in, in voicing you know hey you have potential if you work hard you can yep. you can be more than you are today and you know it sounds weird to say that to like a younger kid but i mean yeah. it that that's it, it, it. gets planted it gets planted early and the world is going to tell them all over right they're going to have jerks Absolutely. at school or or mean people that they're going to run into all over the place who are going to tell them that they're worthless and if you don't yeah. counteract that inside your own family then i mean what safer place are they going to go to then to 
to gain that belief in themselves. So. Yep. And, and one of the things I always say is you put your self-confidence or your confidence in your child uh, as an uh, armor, a piece of armor on them that's so strong that the world can't tell them otherwise. And so like it's it's just kind of like um, like for me, like wearing the, the armor of God, you know, it's you have that armor and the world's not going to teach me anything. I've already learned what I need. I have my foundation. So like my daughter, I, I teach her not only that she's beautiful, but she's strong and she's smart and she's kind. And like I, I, I do these affirmations daily. And so that armor is just being built up on her and Benjamin. So then like when they go out in the world and one of their peers who's either jealous or just angry or whatever is trying to insult them or bring them down. No, my dad says this, you know, um, and I know this is the case. And so like it, for me, it's like when I think, do should I care what other people think? No. Why? Well, my identity is anchored in Christ. So for me personally, it's like put an armor on and send your kids out with armor and teach them what you want to teach them. Because if you don't, like you said, the world will teach them. And what the world's going to teach them is going to be in a lot harsher and more brutal way. So, yeah, it's, it's so important for sure to, to put that armor. That's such well, a great point, George. Not just teach them. It's probably a lot of times just a lie, right? Bred from jealousy or whatever other reason it is. But, right. Sure, you know. sure. But it's it's so important to instill that. So I, I love that. That's that's so good. Yeah, Bennett's just going to be like, my dad told me to bust you up. No, well. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but no, to, to be serious about that, um, when you win their heart, you win their mind. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, win their hearts and you will win their mind. Like if you have your kid's heart, they're always going to follow you. You're always going to inspire them. You're always going to do the things that you need to do with them because they, they believe in you. And that's, that's kind of what we keep talking about is, and, and I know we're repeating the same things over and over, but it's, it's, it's how you learn wise and how you practice and, and apply why is just knowing, you know, these are the things that you can do with your kids that will not only help you, but help them ultimately in the long run, like Brandon said, putting, putting an armor on them. Um, I joke about literal armor, but you know, that it's, it's, it's good to, to know your kids have securities, um, no matter where they go or, um, no matter what they do. So I don't know. Um, Dustin, you guys, y'all's chat. It's hilarious. Um, so anyways, George, you were, um, you're kind of going into, uh, hold on, I'm trying to see where you said it. I'm sorry. Dustin said that whether you think you will win or lose, you were right. Go into that a little more. I'm curious what your thoughts behind oh, that it's, are. I mean, it's all about manifestation. Um, you know, I learned that, uh, and actually that's my grandfather. That's one of his, I've got okay. these wonderful Bobisms. Um, I've got a list of a thousand of them that uh, I told him, um, when he dies, I don't want any money, but I really want to trademark his quotes. Cause he's got just, I mean, they're, they're so good. And that's one of them is, uh, if you think you're you're right and you're going to do a great job and you're going to win, you are 100% correct. Um, and if you think you're a failure and a loser and the world is out to get you and nothing's going to go your way, you are 100% correct. Um, it really doesn't matter. You know, you're going to be right either way. It's just kind of up to you which direction you want it to go. Um, you know, it's so interesting reading. Um, if you ever look on like the anti-work subreddit, um, these are people who are just 
I mean, that's, that's bad parenting right there. That's literally, you, know, yeah. you can just see the attitudes and the, um, the, the feelings, you know, towards, towards life and all that. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just so obvious, you know, that, that, I mean, you can just psychoanalyze exactly what happened as to what led these people you know, to this position. I just canceled myself from the anti-work people too. <laughs> Nobody's going to follow me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, what's the word I'm looking for? Telling about the state of our society when there's literally a group about anti-work. Like, I mean, yikes. Uh, um, have, yeah. have you seen the, um, the anti-natalism subreddit? You've got to be kidding me. Like, yeah. don't, don't have kids, basically? or 300,000 members. Not just that. Um, it's basically humans are not good for the earth and we shouldn't be here and it's like they think we should all die basically okay it's well like, then they can lead by example good for them practice what you preach please i guess End i mean there yeah look, look through it when you get yeah. a chance it's uh, it's fascinating these are all people when you ask why do you feel this uh, way parents every yeah. single time you know you feel yikes. for them because they, yeah you know, that's not yeah. a natural way well to and so that. that's why it's so important to like you have to you have to start and do your best now because it's going to have lifelong effects potentially yeah. right now now everyone's responsible for their own actions right i'm not i'm not saying it as a uh, you know like some cop out for oh you know my parents were good to me or whatever so that gives me the excuse to be whatever and that's no you're still an adult now potentially right um but what you were talking about dustin is i've heard it called self-talk um and it's you know so if we're talking about your why right like maybe let's say you're you're endeavoring you believe passionately in something that you're endeavoring to accomplish. Maybe it's a business, maybe it's podcast, maybe it's playing a sport, whatever. Um, When you hit that adversity, that's why you have to have positive self-talk. Remind yourself why I'm doing this. Like, no, I believe that, you know, I can change the world or I believe that this is something that I'm, you know, born to do or whatever it is. And and you have to like pump yourself up almost. And don't, don't, um, you said the internal versus external, right? You have to, you have to keep it inside and, and defend it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something I learned, uh, from my grandfather actually, uh, when I was pretty young and competing in Taekwondo was he, he, he's like, I want you to say a hundred times a day, um, that you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, fight hard and you're gonna win. And like, so by the time I got to the match, I didn't even like think that losing was an option, not because I was like had deluded myself, but I was just like, so, um, in a positive state of mind that like when I stepped in that ring, I was going to do everything I could, you know, without any hesitation to win. Um, and I mean, like it sounds silly, but you can either listen to all the crap outside saying you suck or you're going to fail and all the doubt, or you can, you know, like on mantra almost. Um, so, I mean, that that's a, a technique, but it's definitely worked for me in my life. And as far as what you're going to get from outside, um, positive self-talk doesn't sell. You're never going to see that on CNN. You're not going to see any news right. source that has anything positive to say because right. it doesn't make money. Yep. So and it's, you know. Yeah, what the world's going to sell you is going to be a perverse version of something that's going to rob blessings from you. Like you shouldn't have I kids. Like I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's such shouldn't a huge, have kids. Yeah. that's such a robbing and blessings. Like I could not imagine my life without my two precious children. Like, yeah so much more abundantly blessed because of them. And it's like the world's going to try to sell you this, this other thing, like, Oh, you could have supercars and, you know, date all the women you want. It's like, no, no, there's a, there's a roadmap. And if you, if you listen to it, you'd be super blessed. (laughs) 
I'm, so I'm, I'm just kidding. That's not my preference. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like there's so much more intimacy and true love uh, in, in a in a warm, happy, harmonic <laughs> family. Um, you know, good home life. Dude, you had me at supercars. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you guys are wild. I mean, but you can still obtain those things. You didn't have me because I'd probably just wrap it around a tree. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, those things can be attained later. I drive on a Mazda. Really <laughs> me too. Like a Mazda. I drive a Mazda. Mazda sponsorship. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. CX5. <laughs> I, I drive what I can't kill myself with. Uh, sorry. So we're detracting from a brand said, but I, I agree with you. Brandon. Right, right. I mean, you get what I'm saying. I know, the world's going right. to give you this perverse, uh, skewed, biased viewpoint. And if you if they sell it to you and you, you actually follow through with it, you're going to miss out on so much else out there because of your ignorance. And it's like dispel yeah. that ignorance. Like I challenge my ignorance all the time. And it's it's such a, a uncomfortable thing but it's such a necessary vital thing for growth like if you're not uncomfortable you're not growing i mean right. that's just the, that's the end result so mm -hmm. yeah but like man yeah that's a wild reddit i couldn't <laughs> even imagine going on there and trying to talk yeah to take that. a look scroll through it sometime because it is absolutely fascinating it is literally the complete opposite of you know what we're talking about here about how great yeah. it is to be a father they uh, right. genuinely believe that <laughs> having children is bad it's insane <laughs> i don't get it but you know what um, and I hate to I hate to admit this, but I love the guy, man. Dan Bilzerian, man. You talked <laughs> about so bad. What are you, you talking about? about? What are you? Oh no! Just listen. Just hear We're me. We're gonna remove you. <laughs> just hear me out. Just hear me out. <laughs> Mute him. <laughs> just hear me out. We're talking about a podcast for fathers. Is you talking about Dan Bilzerian? There's no way this is gonna work out, man. Nope. nope. Yes, it will. Oh my Just gosh. All right. I'm going to let you finish. All right. All right. I'll, God, I'll pull a Kanye. I'm going to let you finish. All right. Yeah. So let me finish. So <laughs> the guy went on Joe Rogan and he was talking about like life and family. And, and to Brandon's point, their emptiness is that he may have and realizes or that he may not realize, may not realize he has yet. Um, but honestly, I think it would be kind of freaking hilarious if he became a father. <laughs> like, I would like to see that. I would like to see how much it changes him to pull to Brandon's point. Um, because having a family and having a child centers you. It changes you completely. Um, you you become less selfish. Well, yeah, it it's, it's, it's easy for any guy <laughs> out there to say, yeah, I want fast cars and women. Like, cool. But at the end of the day, when you have a child, that means so much more. And it is, it's all the wealth you ever need is my point. And Brandon made a really good point. Like the world will try to corrupt things. But what a lot of people don't understand is that having a child takes away some of that corruption and gives you some purity and shows you what life can really be. You see what my point is? Yeah. Did that work? Brought it around. Nice job. I did. Yeah. I did. Took a while, but we got there. No, I mean, <laughs> you guys don't have to like him. I think he's freaking hilarious when I see him on podcasts. Do uh, I? Do I think, I think he's, he's a? a do I, I think, think he's, he's a, a great child. idol? He's, no. he's a he's a Obviously. teenager in a grown man's body with too much yeah. money. Plus, Dan's yeah. swimmers are so high and roided up, they could never make it to do any work. So he's never even able to have kids. So it's, you know, kind of yeah. <laughs> he's going to my house and just. <laughs> oh, no. But, anyways, um, yeah, no, I mean, like, 
a lot of people don't realize, you know, that's that's the purpose of, of life, man, is, is to, to pass on something. And there's no better way to pass on your legacy than and than instilling that legacy into a child or children um, because they carry on not only what you think and feel, but their version of it. You know, and if, if you make that version better, you've left the, you've met you've left the world a better place. I mean, it's as simple as that. And it, it comes back to, you know, knowing your why use your why every day. Think about your why, and and that should one of your why should be your kids. And as a father, the, you're going to have struggles, but just know that you have a constant why. You have something there reminding you daily what you're working for and and what you're you know striving for other things for. And it's it's great being a father because for the most of us, uh, it makes you less selfish. You know what I mean? It should. It should. But it should. Yeah, I, I get that. There are yeah. there are fathers that are not that way. And that's unfortunate. They're missing out. But the ones who are there um, or that, that are trying, it's it's it changes you. At least yeah. it did for me. Um, I don't know about how you guys feel about that. But no, I mean, oh, it'll it was... 100 percent change you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, I uh, actually liked to go out and like party and stuff like that, you know, when I was younger. And I, I mean, I'm sure when he's older, I'll, I'll regain some interest in that. But I'd rather hang out with my kid and uh, play sports with him. And, you know, I mean, it's just it's more fun. Honestly, I really have Absolutely. a desire to go out. And um, and I'll tell you what, when you're hungover, there's nothing more painful than screaming <laughs> child. <laughs> wow. So that's the, motivation right there. I or think absolutely. The- or yeah. the, uh, you know, it's 6 a.m. Hey, dad, dad, can we go? Can we start doing this? And then That's talking to you, ask, asking like, you a million. Oh, yeah, because I mean, my daughter's cool, seven. Right? This is the age where it's just like everything's a question followed yeah. by 20 questions. Yeah. And I'm, I'm building Legos if, at 5 If you had like one too many the night before, like, you know, what, and went and go out or whatever, and we have one too many, and the next day and you're just like, oh, man, I haven't had my coffee yet. And just like question after question, you're just like, oh, this, this is parenting. This is like yeah. the... This is gut check time. Where it's like you can't be a, you can't just like blow them off because yeah. you were, you know, an idiot the night before. So, oh yeah, the struggle is real. Also, we're oh, getting older, sure. so yes, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, God, my liver Every does year. not function like it used to. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've I've calmed down a whole lot on that aspect. Um, yeah. Especially since I'm in that one year phase, that first, oh God, that first six months, man. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting the six month six month mark in seven days. So, uh, there you go. Whew, that's uh, I'll say this: if you're fortunate enough to have a kid like Bennett, like like I do, um, it's it's not as hard as it could be. Uh, but that first four to six weeks, man, I'm gonna warn all you fathers to be. Be prepared, have everything planned. Cause I'm telling you, if you don't, it is gonna be a struggle. And it here's the good news, it gets better every day. And every week it's much better. Um, but make sure you find things that work for you and your spouse. Make sure to listen to your spouse because they are gonna be not only in pain, but struggling with a lot of feelings. I have one of the toughest females out there. My my wife's Cajun. She's tough as nails and spicy as shit, but excuse my language, but uh, she's just, she's, she's one of those independent women and she's a go-getter, but man, she, she got hit hard. Um, she struggled. She didn't even realize that uh, she had postpartum and that's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like you don't understand because you have all these, these hormones as a female that 
you know, change instantaneously. You have your body's pumping all of these chemicals through itself. Yeah, well, it spent then, nine, it spent nine months preparing for a singular yeah, moment, and then it's all just then, gone. Boom, it's gone, and then your body instantly. Like, okay, <laughs> these hormones need to leave like right now, and so yeah, your 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 mm-hmm. wife or spouse is going to be struggling, and so you definitely need to be there. And so I, I, my advice is, man, just be prepared. Uh, and thankfully, my wife, like I said, she's a go getter, so she had a plan from day one of the pregnancy uh you know for what we needed to achieve and it's and that's actually like i said something we want to do a podcast on is to prepare fathers yeah for what's i think to come. i think we're going to do that in two episodes and it'll be kind okay. of a it'll be a i guess you know not not to knock off the book but like what to expect when you're expecting but more from the perspective of hey you're about to be a dad here's things you should prepare and here's how you can help your wife and, you know, all those types of things. But Yeah. And, and, you know, to the point of what Justin was talking about, that it changes you when you first, you know, you have your first kid. Like I actually experienced depression um, when my, my first son was born. Um, and it's not something that's often talked about, uh, especially for men, because, you know, men are just taught to suppress their emotions. And, you know, they really don't, a lot of people don't have outlets to talk to, but thankfully I had, you know, friends like Opie and a couple other people that I could turn to, but, uh, you know, it's such a violent change of responsibility in life when you're looking out for more than just yourself and another full grown adult, you know? Um, so it's, I I think some of the preparation I would give people advice for would be simply just to, you know, you can still have your things that help you like your hobbies, like maybe the gym or things like that. But, uh, if you're somebody who values, most of the time being alone, then you, you've really got to work on that before you have a kid for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. It's not talked about very much. Right. But yeah, I think a third of men have postpartum depression. It's very common. Um, and, uh, you know, our emotions are massively affected, um, and our hormones, uh, almost as much as women's are, which, which seems odd, right. Cause we're not growing a life inside of our body. Um, but, uh, your brain is so powerful that it tells you you're going to be a dad. And so these changes happen. Mm-hmm. It's right. yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, so uh, another uh, book that's great for preparation. Um, when uh, my wife and I uh, knew we were going to get married, we were engaged. Um, we didn't do any formal therapy, uh, but we read a couple books um, and put together an action plan for uh, how we were going to be successful, um, how we were going to avoid, you know, some of the mistakes we'd seen, um, from other families. And, uh, I'm a big believer in the concept of via negativa, which basically means it's easier to learn from bad things than it is to learn from good things. So if I know what not to do, it's often easier, um, to learn than it is, uh, you know, if you are only given good examples. I know when I was going through my anesthesia residency, I learned the most from my terrible preceptors. They didn't know what the heck they were doing. Their cases all went terribly. They were stressed out all the time. They were talking about how hard their job was. And I was like, I'm not going to do that because these people are awful at their job. And I learned so much. It was great. The guys were really good. Everything was chill. I didn't learn that much because it was easy, you know? So um, learning from what not to do and having bad examples is is absolutely wonderful. It's a a really great teacher. Living Um, vicariously. Exactly. Yeah. Let the other people make the mistake, um, you know? And uh, so the the book that I want to talk about um, next week, uh, that was just a game changer for us. um, It's called uh, His Needs, Her Needs. Um, Mm. Great, great book. I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Dr. Harley, uh, is, he breaks down a lot of important, um, concepts 
about what men need versus what women need. And they're totally different things in relationships. Um, there's five major things that men need and five major things that women need, and they're not the same. So a, a really good point that he makes is the golden rule, do unto others as you would have do unto you is not a good rule, right? Because if I treat my wife how I want to be treated, she wouldn't like me very much, right? <laughs> it doesn't work, right? She has different needs than I have. Yeah. So the rule he talks about is do unto others as they would want you to do unto them, mm, which is okay. harder, right? I know what I want. I don't necessarily know what you want. So it's a little tougher that way. Yeah. Um, so really, really great book about um, finding those needs, finding those whys, right? Um, find that super why for your partner. And um, because, you know, at the end of the day, all the research shows that the number one thing that you can do as a dad is stay married. That's the Absolutely. most important thing mm -hmm. by far. If you, uh, if you break up, you know, you're, you're just, you're doing your kids a real disservice. And yep. I, I know obviously people have their reasons and um, you know, it is what it is, but uh, as far as what science shows is the best thing you can do for your child, it's um, you know, to provide a stable home for them. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, you don't, you don't do that. Yeah. Without a plan, right? Because the natural path of any relationship, whether it's a marriage, a job, any of that is towards decay and eventual failure, right? So if you yeah. don't prune the, the vines, if you don't um, yep. take care of your marriage, uh, it won't work, you know? Um, and I, I know I'm guilty of that. I, uh, you I mean, know, we all you are. Wanna, yeah. 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 You want to put it on autopilot and just let it go. Yeah. Autopilot will take you directly into the ground in a fiery crash. You don't want mm -hmm. autopilot. Yeah, you got to put that effort in. Um, so yeah. anyway, side of a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Which is not yeah. where you want to be. Um, got to so go anyway, around I, it. Uh, one of my favorite books. I'm really excited to talk about it. And I think awesome. you guys really appreciate it. Okay. This is, this is a book that I have not actually read. So I'm very oh, excited. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. Found, we found the first book on the planet that he hasn't <laughs> read. Yes. <laughs> Professor Brandon. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I'm gonna, you need to change your name to be Professor uh, instead of Brandon. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. The Professor. Yeah. And um, one other quick thing. I want to give myself a little homework. Um, I'm going to say it publicly so that I make it happen. Um, I'm going to put the transcripts together for the podcasts. Awesome. Um, Perfect. So I'm not going to give an exact date on that, but I'm going to make that happen. Um, we'll put a link to that and I'll go ahead and type up um, and transcribe everything that we've said um, so that, uh, you know, if you guys don't have a couple hours to watch it or listen to it, um, you can you can at least read the show notes. Yeah. So can we say awesome. funny things just randomly so it like looks crazy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll just, yeah, randomly mix in like, you know, and then Justin took a shirt off and it you know. Yeah. <laughs> or, hey, my safe word's pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> my safe word is keep going. Sorry, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> okay. So, uh, oh, so Dustin, you had mentioned that, um, and this is one thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap it up, but you, you had talked about marriage being such a vital, um, part of, of being a father and having a, a good home life for your children. But I think one of the things that was in this book that we haven't touched on yet was there was a quote by, by Simon that said 80% of people who don't have their uh, they don't have their dream job so you know in turn most of the times that that can erode uh, in fatherhood to their to their home life and so for me uh i thought that was such an important thing to think on because how many people have their dream jobs it's it's pretty it's very rare um for the most part um and in this case it's 20 percent. but but just speaking personally i it took a long time for me to find my dream job and it took a lot of like hard work and sacrificing and patience um and a little bit of luck as well uh, or, or a little bit of blessing uh so yeah for me personally i 
it, it took a lot of heartache and pain, but it, I could always see how much it would just translate into my home life. So um, guys, it, it doesn't necessarily mean go out and get a college degree. God knows that's a big issue right now, but uh, you know, you get it for free. That, you get it retired. It's all good. Oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. We're not opening that can of worms no, no, just no, yet. No, no, but, no. Um, Put that one back in the box. Work you know, really hard and get a scholarship. There you go. Free college. If even, even if it's something small, like if it's, um, you know, getting a certification, if you're an IT guy, get a cert on the side and that will open up opportunity. Or, yep. you know, if you're, you're a guy who is working towards um, marketing or real estate, you know, there's a lot of online resources that are completely free. Um, and you just have to have enough self-worth and self-love and belief in yourself and you are capable of it. I've seen plenty of people who weren't supposed to be in those jobs, in those jobs doing decent or if not great at them. So you're, you're capable. And I just always want to encourage it, dad. Yeah. I encourage dads, man, go, go into, it doesn't matter what field it is. If you know the field or not. If, if you feel like you're going to be a good fit for it and you feel like you're going to work really hard for it, go for it. Find that dream job because the dream job is going to allow you to, 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 to create more self-worth, to, to exude your creativity. Uh, and then all that success will allow you to go home happy. And that in so, turn leads to a happier family life. I, I, just to play devil's advocate here, or maybe first, can you like maybe define what you mean by dream job? Because if I'm going to be honest, my dream job is to be in a metal band. Right, well, but that's not going to pay the bills, you know. Sure, sure, so, sure. so expect that's and that's a great point. Listen, expectations are a huge part of that. You don't want to have too high of expectations where it's unrealistic with reality, because the higher the gap is there, he's saying the you more, suck at guitar. No, no, no. I I just want because so my devil's advocate was like, I mean, I did my dream job. I I wanted to be in the army. I want to be active duty, and I did it. And after four years, I was like, nope, this is not for my family. Well, yeah, absolutely that's a not. Good point, but if there's so, also there's an important distinction there. The higher and the farther away your expectations and the actual reality is, the more mm. there's misery. That there's more misery in that gap. So you have to make sure that yes, you do have realistic expectations. Start with your why. Start with a a pre-planned design and whatever you're going to go after. Um, okay. And you know sometimes that takes trying things for over a decade. Like I had to try a bunch of different things. I moved multiple jobs. And then it just so happens the, the the perfect job I wanted fell in my my lap, and it was in a a field that is completely out of my degree, completely out of my expertise. But I knew that my experiences and my intelligence could translate to it, and it did. And I absolutely love my job. So not necessarily like I mean I wanted to be a race car driver, like F one. I, I literally want to be an F one driver, but that's not a realistic expectation for a thirty seven year old with lower back problems that doesn't, you know, I mean, you know, it's just not realistic, but there are, other, there are other very great jobs that will provide for my family that will give me a sense of accomplishment that will allow me to have my creativity flow. And, you know, there's a lot of things. So just kind of write down what you're, you want and then see what jobs kind of line up with it. Cause they have questionnaires that will actually pretty much pinpoint where you would be a great fit and then go do it. Just go put the effort in, invest in yourself. And so that's the one thing I would, I would based off of that quote from Simon that I would give to guys. So can I give a quick plug to Google Grow? Um, it's completely free. They pumped about a billion dollars into it. And uh, you go on, you can take the courses. It can be anything you want. They've got a hundred different options. 
Um, and if you pass the courses, they consider that as valuable as a college degree. Absolutely. Um, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And so they're hiring people already who uh, have a high school degree, um, did their Google Grow program all for free, all from home. You could just log on to it and uh, you can go in. And um, so the difference is, you know, Stanford, a bunch of universities have put all their courses online. If you want to go learn German from Stanford or Harvard, you can. It's all free open source, but you won't get any credit for it. You can't go to an employer and say, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I learned German from Stanford. They're going to say, we don't care. You know, you don't, you don't have a degree that says you have it. Um, yeah. This is different. Google grow is the first of its kind where they will literally hire in-house based on your uh, ability to, to do these. Um, yeah. And so I think all the companies are going to start going this way. It's going to be a real problem for colleges and universities yeah. uh, because you know, you have these alternatives that don't cost anything. And uh, if you have the desire and you have the time and the will, that's all it takes anymore. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And, so, and there's, there's other options like micro works foundation and the America works resources that he puts out. So that's a, I love micros work and, and he puts out stuff for more trade-based jobs. So, you know, right. if you, if you love trades, look towards his foundation and, and the things that he puts out, uh, Lord knows he's put out plenty of content to help you out. So. Yeah. Uh, you, I think, you guys, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Well, I was just gonna say too, um, uh, I uh, volunteer some of my time on a organization called Veterati and it's people, they, they can request a mentor basically. And then you talk to them about transitioning from the military to civilian life and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of times what I tell people is like, look, ap apply to jobs that you're not qualified for. Absolutely. I a hundred percent got into a career field that I had zero qualifications to do. I mean, I blew stuff up in the army and then I've been to it sales. I mean, <laughs> no correlation whatsoever on, on, uh, on paper. Right. Right. Um, and so as I tell him, it's like, look, just if, again, the why concept, if you're motivated, if, it, if you believe it's something you can do and you can set your mind to it and you can learn and grow and adapt and whatever, um, apply to those jobs, you know, try what are they going to yeah. say? No. Okay. What did you lose? Right. So right. that's like one of the things I all in every little interview I have pretty much in those hour long conversations, I pretty much always say that every single time because I just feel that, um, you know, like when you look on LinkedIn or whatever, it says, oh, it needs seven years experience and a college degree and blah, 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 blah. That's something they're putting out there to ought to filter people out automatically. Right. You know what I mean? But if you talk to them, you say, look, here's why I'm right for this position. And I really believe that I'm capable and you have some conviction behind it. They may have like, there's an exception to this rule, you know, Absolutely. Um, we can hire I this mean, person. That, uh, there's always I an agree. exception to that kind of stuff. So it's, you know, it's whether all about it's, motivation, right? No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's the, it's the date example you gave earlier, right? You're not the arrogant guy who, Oh, I'm so great, blah, blah, blah. It, but it's, it's true conviction and, and passion and willingness to learn and work hard. Um, that's going to go a lot farther than a piece of paper, right? Because there's a lot of Absolutely. people with a college degree right now who um, maybe are at the, what is that subreddit? The anti-work subreddit, you know? So yeah. just because they went to college doesn't mean, I bet a lot of people in that group have degrees. I'm, I'm oh, going to go 100%. on a limb and say, I'd, I'd bet at least 50%, maybe more. Judging by the pedantic way they talk, oh, they're all college graduates. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So, jeez, it's not that's not the end all be all. Like that's just the ticket to start working. So, like yep. that's the beginning of the process. You know. It's, I mean, Dustin yeah. knows this. He sees this all the time. Uh, as a medical rep, some of some of us don't have degrees, and we literally tell surgeons what to do. <laughs> I mean, they'll turn around and say, "What do I do?" And you have to tell them. I mean, that's terrifying to the public, I'm sure, but it's, 
these are people who are passionate I, about what they I do. Think- they Dirty Secrets of the Medical Field, Volume One. Uh, dun dun dun. <laughs> it's the same thing in the military. I'm the I'm the company commander in my National Guard job, but um, yeah, I've got a college degree, but I'm not the expert on half the more than half the stuff we do. But I'm right. not supposed to be the expert. I, I'm just I'm a facilitator, makes decisions. But I asked the expert, hey, like you gave Elon Musk example, he didn't try to engineer the rocket himself. He went and hired a bunch of smart engineers to make a rocket, right? So That's right. Um, I think I think a lot of career fields work that way, right? You you don't have to be. We're gonna get off on a tangent, but I think in your case, right, you're the expert on this specific device to do a certain thing, right? That's the it. doctor is the expert on how to actually do this do the, this the procedure, right? Mm-hmm. So he needs to learn how to. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, I think that's normal in in a lot of different fields. I think it just sounds funny to people because they assume. I think we put too much weight in titles. Um, and I, you know, I think don't, don't sell yourself short, go, go after it. If you're applying to something, just go for it. All right. Like the worst that happens is you don't get it and you, it's just another application that you filled out. Okay. And and there's only like another hundred thousand jobs available to go after. So, yeah. And here's the thing. If you're, if you're stuck in a job or in a cycle that you feel like you can't get out of side hustles are great. And I'm going to tell you what the king of that, my man, Gary V. Go check mm-hmm. him out. I promise yeah. you. Garage selling. Yeah. One episode yeah. of, of of his podcast or anything that he does, I'm telling you, it's golden. He can literally teach you how to make money in 20 seconds. Yeah, and it's it's unbelievable some of the stuff he shares for free. And it's because he wants to do better. He knows his why. He wants to inspire others. He wants to help others. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's 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 my plug for the day. I love me some Gary Vee, man. Now that, that's an inspirational dude. All joking aside, yeah, Absolutely. I like I like Gary, man. He, side hustles are a great way to to get where you need to be financially, or for peace of mind, or something you're passionate about. If mm-hmm. if you can't get into what you're passionate about, you know, find something smaller or, or like bite off little bits and pieces to get there. So, all right, so let's let's wrap this up, boys. What is there any other uh, closing thoughts you guys have on this and on this book? I figured out my new why. Okay. <laughs> I want to say something cool enough that I get it quoted on the bottom. That's amazing. <laughs> That's my goal for next. <laughs> I love it. That's your why for the next episode. Yeah. Yep. There you go. I love it. I thought uh, we well, did. did. Did we not? I, I thought I, I made quote, it. I didn't say anything cool enough. I, I wanted to do the, uh, I got to go up and scroll the. No, you think you're right grandfather or wrong. said. Yeah. 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 Oh, I did. Okay. I did make it. Yes. Did you make it? <laughs> I don't know if I, I have to look back. Well, technically, your grandfather I definitely, made it. I definitely wanted to put that up, though. Maybe I should have. Whoops. Here. All right. Well, you'll get it next time. <laughs> well, I, I don't have any other closing thoughts. I pretty much said my piece, but I do have one important announcement that's very exciting. So, uh, you know, our, our last uh, podcast was Strong Father, Strong Daughters by uh, Dr. Meg Meeker, and she was gracious and kind enough to agree to actually come on the podcast for about 30 minutes. And so we're going to have a little time with her where she's going to kind of give us questions um, as fathers. And she's, you know, creating a lot of uh, stuff. She recently just had a movie come out based off of her book. Uh, so wonderful person, just just kind and gracious. And we're, we're so thankful and we're so very excited to have her on the podcast. So uh, look forward to that. I, we don't know the timeline on that, but we know we'll be here, uh, you know, in the short near side of future there. So it's a very exciting announcement. But other than that, uh, guys, I, I had a, a blast. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I have a closing thing to say. If you haven't subscribed, please do it. All right, we're just getting this thing off the ground, and it's not about us. We just want to be able to uh, have a bigger platform for guys like us 
dads out there to hopefully learn and, and be better. Um, if you have comments or things that you want us to consider or disagree with, please put it in the comment section. We do read that. We do pay attention to it. Um, like we said, this is just getting off the ground, just starting. So, um, you know, we're, we're interested in feedback and, you know, we want it to be, um, you know, we want this to be valuable. So, you know, just cause we think we're right, <laughs> we probably aren't. So, you know, it, it give us your feedback, disagree with us. We want to hear it. Um, we do have a discord that Brandon has set up very well. That can kind of be a, a place if, if you want to drop in and have questions or you want maybe some, some input from other dads. Uh, that's kind of the point there is it, it's, it's a quick, easy little place to, to, uh, uh, chat. Um, and trying to think Facebook of any community. other things. We have a Facebook page. Yeah. We've got a Twitter up. Um, those are more just to kind of make quick little announcements about the podcast. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, thank you for watching. If you're, if you're still watching to this point, and, uh, if, if you think that there are others out there who would benefit from this, please share it with them. Um, again, not for notoriety. I just, you know, we felt that there isn't a lot of this type of thing out there in our society today for dads to have like a, a conversation that's beneficial to them in a, in a public forum in some way. Um, most of it is just not geared towards us. So we're trying to put that out there and uh you know if it helps other dads and that's that's the goal so uh that's it for the plugs uh and for for me to everyone out there watching and listening and, and supporting us thank you very much yeah absolutely and i would say one last thing uh just try to come join our father family man because we we like us like he said we want to help we want to do what we can um community is everything and and i know the facebook doesn't sound like much of a community but i've i've grown one um with cars and it, it became something awesome. So, and, and a lot of people will, will help you. Uh, so please join that. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I've really got, honestly. Dustin, anything? Good, to, good to see you gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely yep. man. Thanks, right, for your, thanks for your really fancy word about learning from negative. Uh, what was the phrase again? Oh, it's Latin via negativa. Via negativa. Okay. Yeah. I learned something today. TIL today I learned that's right it's it's really true though man I've had some really bad supervisors in in my lifetime and I've learned a lot I thank them later it's like hey everything they did I'm gonna do the exact opposite I'm gonna be really good at what I do (laughs) seriously I mean via negativa here we go is that I don't know how to spell it you gotta spell it for me uh here I'll I'll put it in the chat yeah put it in the chat real quick I love it. Yeah, awesome. Mind. Yeah. And yeah, we do not have a TikTok. We will never have a TikTok. Um, that's, yeah. I'll say never. <laughs> you, made, you made the banner. Yes. yes. I literally have never heard that. Like, I knew the concept, but I'd never heard the, the phrase. You're yeah. just much more refined than me, you know, mm-hmm. so much more eloquent. So scholarly. <laughs> yes, yes, Marvelous. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yes. my tea with my pinky. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You need to go get one of the little the the bowler hats. You know, talking about like the. And then you need to get like a real big mustache. Oh, and like a monocle, just like yes, a, mm, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> just pull on that. <laughs> right, yeah, negativa. Yes. All right, I think that's it. We're we're just wasting time now. So yeah, thank yeah. you, everyone. This is going to wrap it up. Appreciate you all. And uh, have a great couple weeks. I think we'll be back in two weeks, right? Two? Is that the plan? Two weeks. Two weeks. We'll see you. Thank you. Have a good night.
Thanks. Bye, guys.